This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It is Wednesday, August 31st, and this is People Every Day. Hello, hello, everyone. Janine Rubenstein here. Happy Wednesday and happy last day of August. I hope you are all getting those last little bits of fun in. I just want to acknowledge one thing before we start today. Last week, the legacy of Princess Diana was our People cover story as we neared the 25th anniversary of her tragic death. Well, today is officially the anniversary, and I wanted to make sure we acknowledge the icon at the top of the show. But today we have another very different cover story to get into. To, along with some other stories. So let's just get right to it. Starting off, 47-year-old Leonardo DiCaprio has ended his relationship with his 25-year-old girlfriend, Camilla Marone. This is what a source tells People. The breakup marks the end of a four-year relationship, which began back in January 2018 during an outing in Aspen, Colorado. The couple made their debut when they sat together in the front row at the Oscars in February 2020. And though Leo certainly has a reputation for, you know, a long string of, shall we say, younger, model-esque girlfriends, his relationship with Marone was pretty serious. A source told People back in 2020 that DiCaprio, quote, loves being with Marone and that they spent 24-7 with each other amid the pandemic lockdown. They were also spotted most recently spending Fourth of July together in Malibu. In the past, Marone has spoken about the age gap between her and DiCaprio, saying during a December 2019 interview with the Los Angeles Times, quote, there's so many relationships in Hollywood and in the history of the world where people have large age gaps. I just think anyone should be able to date who they want to date. Marone also said in that interview it was, quote, frustrating being mostly known for her attachment to DiCaprio, saying, I feel like there should always be an identity besides who you're dating. I understand the association, but I'm confident that will continue to slip away and be less of a conversation. Well, we wish the best for the two of them as they go their separate ways. Moving on to some tragic and shocking news. South African-born actress and model Charles B. Dean has died suddenly at the age of 32, you guys. A rep for Dean told TMZ that she died Monday in New York City from an unexpected and sudden illness. Now, the tragic passing comes just weeks before the release of Dean's latest movie, Triangle of Sadness, which took home the top prize of Palme d'Or at this year's Cannes Film Festival. In a column for The Guardian, film critic Peter Bradley Shaw has said, Charles B. Dean was a true star in the making. Her loss is a huge one. She had a singular style and enormous promise. We'll be sure to keep you updated as we learn more about this tragic passing. Now, moving on to one of our cover stories this week, a woman who was kidnapped and tortured by an online predator at the age of 13 has grown up and is now dedicating her life to keeping families and their children safe. I just want to give a trigger warning up top that this next story involves details of abuse and sexual assault. As we all know, the internet has come a long way. How many of you remember a parent or a sibling yelling at you to get off of AOL Instant Messenger so they could make a phone call? Now you can watch a movie, talk to your friends, and go shopping all on the same device that fits in your pocket. Well, back in 2002, Alicia Kozakovich was a 13-year-old girl who 
you know, like many kids back in those days, had a screen name and would chat online with her friends. And then the unthinkable happened. One of those, quote, friends that she met online abducted her from her home, assaulted and tortured her for four days until she was ultimately rescued. Hers was one of those early stories that showed the dark side of the internet and one that had parents putting controls in place where there had been none before. Now, over 20 years since her kidnapping, Alicia has made it her life's mission to make sure what happened to her never happens to another child or family ever again. So joining us now to talk more about this harrowing story is People Editorial Director Alicia Dennis. Hey, Alicia, thanks for coming on to talk about this with me. Hi, Janine. Thank you for having me me and thank you for talking about this story. Just kind of paint the picture of young 13-year-old Alicia Kozakovich. What was her life like 20 years ago? So she was having what you would consider a normal, happy, innocent childhood. She grew up in Pittsburgh. Her family was very close-knit. She and her parents were very connected. And she loved rollerblading with her older brother. She hung out with friends. But the internet has this pull and kids her age became very interested in it. I assume that's where this all started in those chat rooms. There's this innocence of a teenager thinking that they can believe the person that's typing back to them on this screen. And Mm. so she met a new friend who she was believing was a boy around her age, and they start talking to each other. She thinks they're having a connection, but this is where Scott Tyree, whose name she doesn't like to mention, was grooming her behind the scenes to lure her away from her family. This grown man is pretending to be a young boy and is telling her she's the smartest, coolest, prettiest, and flattering her. And this is something that Alicia, 20 years later, is saying, this is a red, red, red flag. If it's too good to be true, it's probably not true. And this went on for about nine months of her getting further and further into this relationship. What eventually happened? How did she meet up with him? So there are different scenes that she recalls and time jumps for her. But on New Year's Day 2002, she and her family had their traditional get together. Then she tells her mom that she has a stomach ache, but instead of going to her room, she goes outside in the middle of the winter without a coat to meet this friend. This is like every parent's worst nightmare, right? Mm. So she hears her name being called out and before she knows that she's in his car and he is squeezing her hand so tightly, she told us that she thought it was broken and he was barking commands at her, be good, be quiet. And for five hours, she doesn't know where they're going. So she's having to go into full survivor mode and just take mental pictures of all the mile markers and the street signs so that she can try to figure out where she is. She's taken into his basement and she's abused sexually and physically for days. Her nose is broken and she just really is going through an unspeakable horror by January 4th. And he had told her that after work, they were going for a ride. And she knew that meant that he was likely going to kill her. Oh my God. I I cannot imagine. While 
this monster was abusing her, he was also streaming it on the dark web. There was a viewer that saw this and recognized Alicia's face from a missing persons poster and contacted the FBI. They were able to find Tyree's dark web screen name and locate his IP address in his home. And they were able to burst in and rescue Alicia. They arrested her abuser at his work. He took a plea deal and was sentenced to 19 years. 19 years. Yeah, not enough, right? Not enough. How is she and what is she doing? Alicia's remarkable. She has a master's in forensic psychology. She's dedicated her life to educating parents and children about the dangers of the internet. When we sat down for the interview with her, we met up with her in a museum and she was watching this group of kids all on their phones, giggling and being on their phones nonstop. And she said, I wish they knew how dangerous that piece of technology could be. I wish they knew everything that could happen from the interactions that they're having. Even at 14, she gave her first public talk about internet safety, and she's lobbied multiple states to pass Alicia's Law, which is a bill that creates funding for local task forces to investigate internet crimes on children. 12 different states have passed some version of this bill. It's remarkable the healing that she has had to go through, but she says she can go days without thinking about what she went through, but it doesn't matter how long ago it was or even what happened to you. It's the trauma that impacts you. And she Mm. wants people to know that anybody who's gone through anything like that, that you deserve to heal and you deserve all the good things in life. So what are her top tips for parents in this era of the internet? What is she telling people to do to protect their children? She, first of all, says, know your kids' passwords. Know them. You know, you own that phone, check on the phone. Look and see what it is that they're looking up and the interactions that they're having online. She also suggests not letting them have a phone late at night in their bedroom. If they say that they're using it as an alarm, I needed to get up, buy them a separate alarm. She says, also, make sure that your kids know they can tell you anything, Mm. that even if they are going to be punished, but she says they need to feel safe that they can tell you anything about what is happening to them online. And that's just a huge, huge thing. What an incredible story. And guys, if if any of you out there want to hear more about Alicia Kozakovich's story, you can check it out in this week's issue on Stands Everywhere Friday. Alicia, thank you so much for for taking us into all of this. Absolutely. Thank you, Janine. Well, summer may be ending, but that doesn't mean we can't take one last look at all the highlights. Our recap of summer 2022 is coming up. But first, from Chloe embracing motherhood to Kim's Photoshop fiasco, yep, another one, there is a ton of Kardashian news to catch up on. We bring you the full update next. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's been just a few weeks since she broke it off with Pete, but Kim K is already back in the news, and this time she's being called out. TikToker Carolyn in the City, who specializes in photography and media literacy, uploaded a viral video on Monday in which she accused Kim of posting a photoshopped picture on her Instagram. Kim K is notorious for photoshopping out her traps. Why? I don't know. Maybe it makes her neck look smaller, but this area right here has been photoshopped out. When we zoom in, we can see that the water pattern behind her here has been warped. The call-out accrued 7 million views in just two days and comes just one month after Kim told the Lore magazine that her image was, quote, attainable. No response yet from the superstar on this latest controversy, but go check it out. See for yourself. Now, while Kim deals with criticism, Chloe is welcoming the newest member of the Kardashian clan. She welcomed a baby boy via surrogate earlier this month, her second child with ex Tristan Thompson, and their first kid, daughter True, turned four earlier this year, Chloe said in an interview with Elle that her kids, quote, challenge me as a person, adding that being able to shape little people into really incredible big people is an honor and a gift. And this is her first time speaking out since, you know, becoming a mom again. So we're we're happy for her. But Chloe isn't the only proud mom of the group or tangentially of the group. On Tuesday, Black China posted a picture of her daughter, Dream Renee, who she shares with ex Rob Kardashian on her way to the first day of kindergarten, captioning it, proud mom moment. If you haven't seen the photo, you got to head to her Instagram because it is absolutely adorable. And finally, matriarch Kris Jenner had to step into the spotlight this week after Paper Magazine posted on Instagram about rumors that Scott Disick had been excommunicated from the Kardashian family. Jenner commented on the post itself saying, quote, Scott will never be excommunicated from our family. He's the father of my grandchildren and a special part of our family. Way to go, Chris. As always, we'll keep you up to date with the latest news in the wild world of the Kardashians. It is the last day of August, signaling that it is almost the end of summer. But as sad as I am to say goodbye to my favorite season, I gotta say, it's been such a busy news summer, you guys. So much happened, especially in the world of entertainment. So before we bid adieu to our flip-flops, tan lines, and beach trips, we wanted to look back at all the biggest moments in film, TV, music, love lives, and more. Well, this is our People Every Day summer recap, y'all. And joining me now to discuss it all is People Senior News Editor Nigel Smith and People Platforms Director Michelle Coriston. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the show. Hey, how you doing? Well, let's start in the world of music. My favorite. It seems like everything that is old is now new again. I've been blasting my girl Beyonce's new album, Renaissance, which is right on trend with this modern disco theme. All the cool kids' albums are doing it, Lizzo, Drake. And it turns out that the most streamed song of the summer was Kate Bush's Running Up That Hill. The song from 1985 was, of course, made popular again by Stranger Things. Yeah. 
Why do you guys think this song was so popular? I think we have to give a lot of credit to TikTok. It became a sound on the app and it just like hit a nerve with this younger generation and they were making all these videos about Stranger Things. It's kind of funny because as a millennial, I identify running up that hill with the OC because there was a cover by Placebo in like 2004. So it's very funny to me that this song just keeps coming back for new generations. I mean, it wasn't the song of the summer for me because I've been listening to this song for for decades now. I'm a huge Kate Bush (laughs) fan. I am a gay man. And so I'm just overjoyed (laughs) to see her find this incredible success this late in her career, even if it's for an old song. Now, continuing the conversation on Stranger Things, this show just dominated everyone's news feed. So we know season five is in the works and will be the show's final season. Well, if you watch the three-hour season finale, you'll know how it ended on a very clear cliffhanger, right? Where you Mm. had Vecna still kind of alive, I guess, if that's what you want to call it, in the upside-down world. And you had the teenagers needing to defeat this darkness. And there's a lot of horrifying visions about what might happen to their beloved town. I think it's just going to be a crazy action-packed finale. Let's switch over to the world of movies. As we mentioned earlier, all things, you know, have been going back decades and decades. We're just living in the past, maybe because our our, our present has been so complicated. But let's talk about some of these comebacks. Elvis, starring Austin Butler and Tom Hanks, hit theaters. And now Elvis's hit songs are back on the chart. Thor, Love and Thunder was a massive hit and had everyone blasting Guns N' Roses. But the biggest movie of the summer was, of course, a throwback follow-up, Top Gun Maverick. I think it's just like such an old-fashioned, fun summer blockbuster moment. Like, it really, especially after the pandemic and, like, the future of the film industry being, like, a little uncertain for a couple years, it's so nice to have a true smash hit. It connects different generations. And all I can really say, based on my social media feeds, is that that shirtless beach scene is iconic. When you wait this long for a sequel, you want it to be as good, if not better, than the original. And in my opinion, they topped the original just with the quality of the writing, the performances, the emotional stakes in the film, and the plot. It's still in theaters. Everyone and their mother just saw this movie because everyone loved it. We love a little heart monitor here. And this summer, it seems like things were especially messy for some of our favorite couples. We had Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie duking it out over their vineyard in France. We have Neo's estranged wife, Crystal Renee, filing for divorce and accusing him of wild infidelity. We have Jason Sudeikis serving Olivia Wilde custody papers on stage at CinemaCon. Of course, we have Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. We covered that trial extensively on this show. And even though we have a verdict, they are still in the headlines. So you have Johnny Depp appearing at the VMAs rather controversially. And then you have Amber Heard's sister responding to that. These two just know how to stay in the news despite the verdict already coming in. You have Amber Heard filing for a motion to do a retrial for this. So this isn't going to be the last you hear from them. And it really just comes down to how big of stars they are. We're slowly seeing them both inching back into the public arena in a big way. We really don't know exactly how it's going to go for the two of them. So this is a story that could be ongoing for, for years. And is 
Amber going to have a career after this? I hope she's able to have a career, you know? Obviously, she was never quite the A-list star that Johnny is, but I think it would be pretty unfair of Hollywood to hold one of them accountable and not the other, no matter what you think about the results of the trial, what happened. This was a toxic situation on both sides. So, you know, if he's able to be the face of the moon man at the VMAs, I hope she can continue to work. So before I let you both go, it was also a summer of love. Of course, I'm talking about Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. They got married in Las Vegas in July and had a celebration this month in Georgia. Would you say this was the biggest love story of the summer? I think so, right? I mean, it feels like a J-Lo rom-com, right? I think people forget how big of a old school tabloid couple they were. Like they were about to get married all those years ago and called it off at the last minute, citing privacy concerns and paparazzi. And also she's coming off of a different high profile engagement to A-Rod and it's just been a whirlwind. And I always like to remind people that Benefer 2.0 is thanks to, and I think everyone just likes to see love and a happy couple. You are so right. And also people just like to see that they went through all of that and found their way back to each other. But let's not condone going back to exes for everyone. Okay. Okay, not for everyone. Not for everyone. You're right. You guys, this is just so much fun. I love a good recap. So thank you so much for coming on and breaking it all down with me. Of course. Thank you. That was so much fun. If you let people's perception of you dictate your behavior, you will never grow as a person. But if you leave yourself open to experience, despite what others think, then you will learn and grow. Well, let's leave off with this. Children are heading back to school, as we've said, all over the country this week, anxiously wondering if their new teachers are going to be mean or strict or just plain boring or maybe hoping for the best. (laughs) But kids these days are too young to remember the greatest teacher of them all, Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World, who went from yelling at sixth grade Corey and his friends to giving out some of the most valuable lessons many of us have had from a teacher to this day. Well, luckily for William Daniels, the 95-year-old actor behind Mr. Feeney, most of us 90s kids haven't forgotten about him or, more importantly, what he looks like. In a viral tweet posted last week, Daniels revealed that playing the iconic role helped him get through a little bit of plane trouble, saying, quote, Mr. Feeney is still helping people, got stuck at the airport with an expired ID, but the youngsters working the desk knew him and allowed me on the plane because of it. <laughs> you know, after all that valuable life advice, I'm glad the millennials are able to return the favor. Daniels went on to say about Mr. Feeney, don't know where I would be without him. Same, Mr. Daniels, same. Whether you were a big Boy Meets World fan or more of a, you know, full house kid, I think we can all agree that helping out a person who helped you is certainly something to make you smile. That's all for today, everyone. I hope you have a lovely evening. We'll be back tomorrow with another brand new People Every Day. <laughs> 